Hey everybody, this is your host Sean King with my Youth on Record. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program to bring you stories, observations, and interviews from community artists who, like you, are experiencing the unprecedented, the mundane, the absurd, and the interrupted daily life in a world that changed nearly overnight. My name is Juicebox of Paradise, and I'm your co-host for My Youth on Record Interrupted, a podcast where we explore how artists' personal, professional, and creative lives are transforming in the time of coronavirus. Hi, I'm Sean King. Today our guest is local DJ Alf Kramer. In his story, Alf reflects on the value of creating structure and routine in a time in which both are seemingly scarce. It was great to catch up with Alf and hear his advice on navigating these isolated times. Hi, I'm Alf, and I'm the host of Locals Only, the radio show that plays Sunday nights at 9 p.m. on Channel 93.3 here in Denver. I was furloughed from my day job early in March. Um, I'm really fortunate in that my husband is still working and he's got a fairly stable job, uh, but that did mean I had to make some major changes. Uh, I immediately built myself a daily schedule, which I still follow every single day. Uh, in addition to doing a good amount of house husband chores, uh, I'm also exercising 60 minutes a day. I'm working on creative writing every morning, and I devote time to improving my brain every single day. Uh, on the day I left work, not surprisingly, I was feeling like really, really terrible. Um, but as I've worked on my mental health over the last several decades, I realized that doing something positive for other people is an excellent way to help myself feel better. Um, I wasn't really sure exactly what I could do. I thought about a lot of things. And uh, finally, I realized, well, people say I do have a pretty good speaking voice. And I do have a lot of books lying around. So that very evening, I decided what I was going to do was read a children's story live on Facebook. A lot of my friends watched and shared the video. And by the very next morning, the video had 600 views. Um, so I decided this was something that people could possibly use. Uh, so every night since then, I've read a story or part of a story uh, live on Facebook, uh, generally children's stories or at least children friendly stories. Um, a lot of fairy tales, a lot of uh, things like from Chronicles of Narnia, that sort of thing. Uh, right now, I'm only getting about 100 views on each, but that's totally fine. I love doing it, and as long as there's people getting a benefit out of it, I'm totally happy doing it. Uh, another thing I'm doing, uh, I used to have gigs where I would DJ with 45 RPM records, the little smaller ones. And every 10 minutes or so, I'd be joined by a musician who would come and play along with me on uh, over top an instrumental 45 that they would select. And I called these gigs 45 plus one. Uh, well, I noticed a lot of local musicians uh, are getting a, maybe getting a little bored playing alone in their living rooms. So I've started doing what I call virtual 45 plus one performances. Uh, the musicians uh, are just selecting an instrumental from my collection that they'd like to play to. Um, I just send them an MP3 of it uh, and they play it through headphones. And while they're playing it, uh, they perform along with it on their instruments and record just their performance into a computer. Uh, 
uh, and they also make a video of them performing. They then send me the audio clip along with the video, and then it's up to me to edit it together uh, along with the music on the 45 to make a video, and I just post those on my Facebook page. Uh, I think this has given musicians kind of a chance to actually respond to some sort of outside stimulus, kind of after a fashion. Instead of just being by themselves and just hearing themselves, they're kind of playing along with something else again, and they seem to be really enjoying that. Well, cool, man. We'll just we'll just kind of jump in, and um, yeah, I just wanted to thank you for being here. It's been rad to see what you've done with the the virtual format. Yeah, you were uh, you started reading to people as a way just to to keep yourself, I think, in in high spirits, like you state, because helping other people and help, helping them feel good uh, helps you feel good. Um, but you've had to cut back on that since since being back to work. So I was just wondering what it, what keeps you reading to people even after going back to work and your your schedule getting more busy and like regular life kind of coming back into play. Um, it's mainly the uh, the few people who have reached out to me um, specifically who say things like, "I really needed this at one point." You know, someone said, "I go to sleep with you every night." <laughs> <laughs> and as funny as that is, it, and it's almost a backhanded compliment, but I really took it as, as a compliment, you know. But I found out I really enjoyed doing it. Um, I It was a way to kind of revisit books, either that I, I loved as a child or that I'd wanted to read or read again. Um, and the response has been nothing but positive. I haven't had anybody uh, say anything negative about it at all. Um, and because of that, um, in a in a strange kind of way, uh, when I went back to work and had to stop doing it every day, it removed it as an obligation. You know, before that, it was something I had to do every day. You know, um, when it becomes something I just can do, whenever, um, you know, you get a little more joy out of it. Um, I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it, but um, I can be a little more selective now. I can I don't have to say, well, I need something to read for the next two weeks. I better find something. came about kind of randomly. Uh, I was at work, my last day at work, and we weren't shutting down yet. In fact, I, I basically said, I'm going to leave. and I don't think I can work here for a while. Um, and they were a little surprised by that, but they understood and they allowed me to do that. But I was freaking out. You know, I was like, I couldn't get my brain in, in, in a good place. And I said, well, what can I do to get my brain back, you know, in, in a little more orderly fashion and something my father kind of my mother as well but my father I guess a little more so taught me by example more than by words was uh, by helping other people you do help yourself um, so I've always kind of looked to that whenever uh, I find myself going into uh, a depression I usually work through that by volunteering um, because not only does it make you feel good to do something it gives you a purpose gives you a reason to get up and, and go do something, you know? And I was like, well, why don't I just try reading a story online? You know, I had these old children's books and I said, announce, I'm going to read this. And I realized one, I liked doing it. And two, there were people out there who were getting something out of it. And mm -hmm. The world didn't get, become perfect because I did that, but the world got this much better, <laughs> you know, the tiniest amount better. And that's how the world gets better. I think mm -hmm. is incrementally. And, um, 
so that's what I kind of strive to do whenever I do that sort of thing. Uh, it's been enjoyable uh, reading these stories. Um, a lot of these stories I'd forgotten about, and it's kind of fun to revisit them. Yeah, um, this is great, man. It's it's cool to see you doing all these things, and I appreciate your honesty with um, just how how weird it's been for you personally, because we're we're all going through that as well. We have a saying in my house where we just I'll look at my boys and say, we're going to make the best of it and we're going to keep going. That's all we're going to do today. That's all we can do with our schoolwork. And with these waves and stuff we're going through, Alf, I'm just wondering, you found that helping others by, um, you know, locals only reading 45 plus one and, and all, all your different offshoots. Um, is there any parting advice you could give to someone right now who may be uh, in a bit of a slump? could do another hour of this probably, but uh, <laughs> I'll try to keep it short. First off, um, become at peace with your unease, you know, be at ease with your unease, perhaps is a better way to put it. It's okay to be freaked out. It's okay to like panic to some degree, you know, you don't want to put your head through the wall. Um, it's okay to, uh, not know where the hell we're going, you know, cause nobody does. Um, but come to peace with that as weird as that sounds. You know, you're not weak for feeling that way. You're not, um, you're not not supposed to feel that way. You know, just kind of go, okay, I've got to freak out for a while. I've got to feel bad for a while. Um, and then feel bad for a while, you know. Cry if you've got to. Call your friends if you've got to, you know. Talk to somebody. Get that out in, in, in one way or another. And it seems by doing that, I come more at peace with it. I had a little motivational thing written on my little dry erase board, which was, you know, your role, go fulfill it. And that was, that's been my kind of thing at every given time. It's been like, okay, what is my role right now? You know, okay, this is what I've got to do. So, okay, I'll go do that. Um, in addition to that, I would say uh, uh, what I said earlier, which is look outward. Nothing makes me feel better than helping somebody else. And I think by helping other people, that's how we all get through things. Interact with people if you can. You know, uh, we we do this uh, online game night every Saturday with a group of people. That's a nice little social outlet for us. And I, I wouldn't say put a happy face on it. You know, I, I don't think that's quite the right way to go about things. Uh, be honest about what you're going through. There's no reason to add. You know, I can't let anyone know I'm depressed on top of your depression. You know, there's that's you got enough crap on your plate. You know, let's not add. <laughs> more layers onto that go it's like okay let's just deal with this stuff and you know it is 2020 and i think most people understand depression now you know to some degree they might know precisely what you're feeling or precisely what you're going through but they know people are going through crap and uh you just go you just tell people that and they teen, tend to respond well to it that's at least that's been my experience with it i've i've noticed that too yeah i mean i I've had a couple of weird moments, even this past week, uh, we saw, I guess it was Friday. Well, we went to see some kinders graduate and the way they did it was they were all driving up and just sitting on the, on the sunroof. And then the, the cars would beep to their, their teachers. And I was like, I kind of felt like I was in a bit of a routine and I saw that and I just started like weeping. Cause I was like, this is so fucked up. <laughs> um, and it was, it was, it's one of those things where it's like, you can, 
you can kind of hold it together. You can kind of pretend this is normal or you feel some semblance of like, hey, look, I'm cooking. Or like you say, I'm cleaning for my husband. Everything's kind of like in everything's orderly. And then you see that and you're like, no, no, this is wrong. But I can laugh. I can laugh about it now. Yeah. My kind of response to that, though, is, again, we don't know what the future is, but I think a lot of it is going to come down to us having to be really, really flexible on on how we get through things. Uh, you know, certainly right now, a lot of stuff is off the table, right? You know, there are things we just can't do. And that's where you, that's where your creativity comes into play. I mean, we're supposed to be creative people here. Uh, and that, that creativity shouldn't stop at, uh, you know, how you fret your guitar or how you rhyme moon June with spoon, you know, it should be like, okay, how do we work around this? You know, and that's true. I think I think not just here, but I mean, in any any aspect of 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 music, you know, when you think, you know, how do I get my music out there? How do I promote myself? It's that creativity that kind of works around the obstacles you have. You know, these obstacles are obviously maybe bigger, um, uh, certainly bigger, but uh, they're still we're still coming up with ways to deal with stuff. You know, it's like, well, how do we deal with this? Do we just, we don't just throw up our hands. We say, no, we're going to get those damn cars in a line. We're going to put those damn kids up on the sunroof and they're going to graduate. Damn it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, man, that's, uh, that's, I like your take on it. Um, that may be a good place to, to sign off here. You're getting a lot of pearls of wisdom for us. Good. I'm glad I got to, got to put something positive out there again. That's always, that's always the goal when I start. So. My Youth on Record Interrupted is a program of Youth on Record. It was produced by Jamie Duffy and David Layden, with the assistance of July Jones and Luis Palacio. Sound engineers were David Layden and Jesus Rodriguez. Podcast operations managers were Mona Magno and Al Neff, with marketing and media direction by Andrea Villarreal Murphy. Original music for this episode was written by Sean King and July Jones. For more information, visit youthonrecord.org. Do you have a story you want to share? We want to hear from you. Find out how to submit your own story at youthonrecord.org slash myyouthonrecord.